0: Welcome to Upward Together. By joining us, you are entering a community built upon exploration, respect, and non-judgment. We aren't sure where our musings will take us, but we thank you for stopping by. Who are all of you? We're interested in hearing. You know, we don't want this to just be a vacuum where the two of us are just going back and forth in kind of an echo chamber. Um, we really do want to create something that is beyond ourselves and I know for sure it can be scary to reach out. Um, but so much of that fear for me really came from my overextrapolation: what could happen? What might this person think? And it's, you know, I don't know if it's fear of rejection necessarily, but I tend to find that when I go for it in whatever sense it may be, things turn out better than I imagine. Or if they don't turn out better than I imagine... I at least learn and grow from that experience and helps me build the confidence to go for the next thing and go for the next thing, go for the next thing. I've really been a victim of being a perfectionist in the past and being afraid to start anything because it might not be good enough. And there's no way to improve and there's no way to continue on a journey in any passion or any part of your life if you don't take the first step. Who are you talking to? I'm just talking to anyone listening. Oh,
1: <laughs> what were you saying?
0: You'll have to check back on. <laughs> it's a little nugget for me. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, <laughs> I wanted to talk about Inside Out because when you first said, "Have you seen Inside Out?" I thought you, for some reason, I thought of the movie Get Out. Oh. And I was like, that's, yeah,
0: that's a different. That's a very different movie. Yeah,
1: I've seen that. Seen both. But then you were like, yeah, and I just felt like all the islands were going off. I was like. That's not how that movie. That's not how that movie
0: goes. I wouldn't say that I felt all the way in the sunken place. I think that's probably a little one step beyond what I was feeling. Actually, I'll conf- more like more like Goofy Island was offline. What? I'm pretty sure it's called Goofy Island. What's goof- one? What's Goofy Island? Goofy Island from. Inside out. That's what it's called? Fact check me.
1: I did. Is that what it, it's called? It's Family Island, Friendship Island, Soccer Island, and Goofball Island.
0: Oh Goofball Island.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, you have a really good memory. I did. no, but okay, two stories. One, I've never actually seen Get Out. How I did see Get Out, though, is Georgie was lying on my We it was it was it was Thanksgiving break and we were at his house. Uh and we we went to his basement which is just like a ping pong table and a giant movie theater and he's dead exhausted and i'm exhausted and we're just sitting there on the couch he just he just lies down on my lap and just falls asleep i think he's asleep and i'm just there watching whatever's on the i think we we're watching black mirror or whatever he goes hey jethro <laughs> and i go yeah he goes have you ever seen get out and i said no and he goes, can I tell you what it's about? And I was like, yeah, sure. While he was still laying in my just like muffled voice. So he's like, mm, can I tell you what it's about? And I was like, sure. And for 40 minutes, for 40 entire he minutes, gave me the whole synopsis. he just, he just in detail described the entire <laughs> movie and he didn't move from his location. And I was just sitting there, laying on your lap. Yeah, and I was just like (laughs) sitting there. Like I paused the show, and I was just story time, and I was just listening. And then he goes, "Yeah, anyways, let's get out." I was like, "Oh, that's a really good movie. Like I feel like I was there." And then you know, we we I guess we just fell asleep, and then woke up the next morning. And I went, "Did you just tell me the entire movie of Get Out last night?" He was like, "Yeah, I think so, but." I, I hardly even remember it. So it was just like for it just he was just in this like, slant, just this unshakable need to share what that movie was about to in that moment. Very strange, very strange. But then Inside Out, Chris Lambo and I, for one of our pre med classes, our sophomore year, it was um, compassionate care. In medicine, a film Mm -hmm. class, and we got to like watch different films and see how they were not or they were compassionate in their care.
0: Compassionate care in medicine was a film class.
1: No, I think we took a different one. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I don't really remember. But at the end, we had to choose a movie that we liked as a duo and then describe the movie and how it represents medicine well or not. And people did all types of movies. I'm not going to pretend like I know what they are now. I don't remember. But Chris and I did Inside Out, and
0: (laughs) to portray psychiatry. When is there medicine in there?
1: Well, no. We we were kind of like we kind of like we're like we we kind of like. Well, yeah. We we wanted to talk about the representation of mental health in it. Okay, and and how and how it is portrayed accurately or inaccurately or how we're not supposed to take it too seriously but also understand the the, what it's trying to say Mm -hmm. um and he (laughs) (laughs) what did he do i can't remember which one of us it was but one of us dressed up like joy and one of us dressed up like sadness sadness <laughs> and we had and we acted those two things out while we were doing our presentation and so joy would be like yeah and we were talking about blah, blah 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 and like how what do you think sadness And sadness is literally in the corner of the room going well i think it's something like this i'm not sure i i think it was chris who did it and i was joy and i was like no oh, no 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 um And I'm just I'm just remembering it now because like one of us was wearing like all blue and one of us was wearing like yellow, just a bunch of yellow. Um, But it was so it was just a really funny time. And it was just a really engaging thing that we did. And eventually we got a you know, we got our scores back and he goes, this is it. And he grades. Obviously, he grades it. But he goes, I never give a 10 out of 10 because nothing's ever perfect. But this is as close to perfect as anything I've ever seen. So I'm giving you a ten, and we were like, 10 Let's, go! 10. "Let's go! Let's go!" And sadness was like, "Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm just gonna lay on the floor and cry in celebration."
1: <laughs> I really did like Inside Out for the for for the nuance of it, where it shows that your core memories are probably many emotions. Combos. One, two punch.
0: It's all about your frame of reference. Yeah. And time is Maybe one. Maybe I had to have that sadness to move forward to the place of, of more joy.
1: Well, it, it's interesting because had you not been in the circumstances that you had been in in the past two weeks, we wouldn't have this. We wouldn't have had this conversation Nope. and we would have been talking about something completely differently um, or your life might be going in a completely different direction than
0: it might have otherwise gone. Certainly. Yeah. Um, Which is amazing to think that at any moment, anything that happens to you, could completely change the direction of your life forever. And in fact, I might argue that everything that happens in every given moment does change the course of your life forever. So remember that the next time you're thinking about interacting with someone or being bold or going for it, just like I said earlier, String theory,
1: butterfly effect,
0: <laughs> Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. Everything that ha- happened had to happen to be where we are. It's, it's like we, we exist as snapshots that are constantly hurtling through space.
1: <laughs> um, but it, it's so cool when you actually think about that. Any simple interaction you have with anybody changes the course of their life forever so why not make it a meaningful encounter as much as you can at least right
0: that's what i'm saying because i'm convinced myself in my head that th- they might be bothered and if they are who cares well i don't want to bother Bumble, oh, Well, then i'm you- saying <laughs> if i enter that interaction with If I enter that interaction with them in mind and not just to serve myself, like, hey, person, <laughs> I like how you look, so let's try to talk for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> Calling out just people. Anyone, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah,
1: there are two things I wanted to say that. One, oh, because every time I go, and maybe I'm this annoying guy, but every time I, not every time, but I'll go to a store and then I'll, you know, be getting my food and I'll, I'll strike up a conversation with the cashier or the, the baggage person mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. the assistance person. And obviously read the room, right? If they don't want to talk, fine, whatever. Right. But I'll ask them questions and, and I'll have friends with me and I'll, we'll have a conversation. They're like, Jethro, why'd you do that? You'll never see them again. I'm like, "Well." Like that was fun. Like I'm happier because of it.
0: It's a real human person back there. <laughs> yeah, that person. That's what I'm saying that person might I even go. W-
1: that person's gonna go back and tell this story. Faith, faith. The person you told the story about. She she could have gone home and told the same a similar story to somebody else, right? And we would never yeah. know that. It, it, like we are, we become the stories of other people. So that that person was real, and maybe yeah, that helped also,
0: them. No go. This is a it's a balance of don't overthink things. This is not me saying, think about what everyone's going to say about you, but I believe it's important to reflect upon what kind of stories you're leaving behind. Yeah. No. Yeah. Obviously every, everyone, how everyone interprets an interaction is going to be colored by all of their past experiences. So, you never know where you're going to meet someone in a day. You never know if someone who's maybe got some more pointed words for you has been going through a lot of struggles themselves. And so, I think it's about finding the reserves, finding the support to be that relentless source of uplifting energy, of love, of godliness recognizing that you can't always be that person
1: no that's what i was going to say so when you can't make sure you have the things you need around you to refuel and and sustain whether that be your support system your own support system the people Mm -hmm. that love you your own passions hobbies sleep good food all of that stuff because then you can be your very very best self when you go out into the world whatever that is going out into whatever going out into the world means. If you're going into, you know, whatever field you go into, whatever you decide to study. Um, you get to be your full, full self there.
0: Yeah. I think that's something important about journaling for me and starting with gratitude. When I started journaling, it was just a gratitude journal, three things I'm grateful for. Um, but I, I do think it takes some reflection. Everyone is, everyone has a different disposition and a different personality, and people are predisposed to thinking about things more, thinking about things less. Likely, the people who are listening to our podcast and are going to continue to listen to our podcast for a long time are probably on the either just very good friends with us, <laughs> <laughs> born in the spectrum, or more on the sort of think about things, yeah, the spectrum. Like I don't think. Our conversations are necessarily mindless. Like I, I hope they're not just kind of mi- mind numbing. You know, you throw it on in the background just for some smooth jazz. It's kind of tough I to mean, make this a, a. I love smooth. I love smooth. <laughs> so jazz do I. Also, but but you know, well that's like What's background to one person might be not background to another person. <laughs> one man's trash
1: uh, is another man's treasure. <laughs> so I guess. Oh, yeah, wow, Platytoids. Oh, yeah, that's wow. yeah, yeah. a good note to end <laughs> on the name, Buckaroo. <laughs> I wanted to, I hope you know that this is split into two. This is. I've oh, all, I know, oh, okay. I know. You could yeah, tell no where worries. the split was, right? I mean, I it, could, just, yep. it just feels like the dog. <laughs> it was a very nice way. Pretty much. <laughs> Between the two. <laughs> but I wanted to, I was having this conversation with someone earlier. And this is what's so cool, I think, about my, uh, this podcast, is that what informs it or what goes into it is really everything that goes on in our lives.
0: And we get to bring that always to the changing. table. Yeah. Hopefully, from my point of view, I would like it to be always changing.
1: Yes. Well, that's we for you. If we put you, ourselves
0: yes. in an echo chamber of our lives, if all I do all day is just sit in my room my phone you know do my work eat my oatmeal and do nothing else don't think about anything don't read anything don't talk to anyone i'm not gonna have anything to say because i won't have i will not have experienced anything right new right
1: that's why your onus is so cool is create more than you consume because it's not saying don't consume and only create it's that balance yep. of one you know your consumption informs your creation right but two right. consumption means you get to enjoy other people's work and what they took pride in creating or in consuming um so there's that balance right mm-hmm. but i don't know if you know the band wilco
0: i do know the band wilco
1: but the the head singer had an interview with somebody and he goes my legacy in life what i want to leave behind is that i created more than i destroyed
0: which is different
1: from yours obviously but there's something so tragically poetic about that i want to create more than i destroy because you know how often do we destroy without realizing it and how can we be, how can we replace our destruction of life with creation of life instead?
0: It's a beautiful way of saying leave things better than you found them. Yeah. Pla, platitudes. Platitudes. But anyways, I was having this. One man's trash <laughs> is another man's dumpster fire.
1: <laughs> um, And one man's dumpster fire is another man's full course meal, baby. Okay, sorry. Ew. <laughs> S'mores. Hey, you never know. No, I was having a conversation with someone earlier today about consciousness. Um, (laughs) whoa, (laughs) might have to be a third episode. No, no, this is related. This is related to what you were saying. Big consciousness guy. No, but she she goes, Jethro, who are you? And I was like me i guess you know and i described things that i thought described me and she goes okay but wouldn't you say at your core you're good you're joyful you're you're what What you use what are the gifts of the holy spirit what are the fruits of what are the what are the fruits of the holy spirit Jesus, faith hope good kindness joy zeal gentleness wisdom. that's no that's that's gifts oh fruits and you have to get me learned, yeah, yeah. get me learned. Um,
0: you can you can research but
1: she goes are you, aren't you all of those at your core and i go yes i am so she goes jethro so when you're completely conscious completely present completely aware then you are you know you are all of those things at our very best we are all of those things it is when we are unconscious. Not like knocked out. But it is in our unconsciousness, our unawareness, where mistakes happen. Where where we're not as good as we would want to be. And so a lot of it is this central, I guess this center regrounding. Back to yourself and who you are. Because only you can be the best you no one else can be you and you can also not be anybody else so you know you the best so it's a regrounding in who you are because when you are truly who you are you are joyful you are good you are kind you are at peace um you are generous you are giving um you create you exist you love at your very best And so sometimes life is simply all about finding your center. And I think if you've done meditation or yoga or prayer, a lot of it is like that. It's the centering of self because it is when you are most present and most aware that you are the most you. And, and, and I think, you know, if, if that's not convincing enough to people of Catholic faith, Christian faith, I guess, Jesus, who is 100% man and 100% God, never sinned because he was 100% himself. He was 100% aware and present. So that in every present moment, he always said yes to God and never said no. And I just think that's such a very cool thing. And yes, I think this will segue into the next podcast episode, which we'll leave for later. But I I, kind of want to muse about this idea of maybe duality and how, how can God be 100? Well, how can Jesus have been 100% human is the way and 100%
0: divine straight off the path because he was the path. Dude, that's, that's sick. I've never heard that before. (laughs) I mean, it's like original sin really. If you think about it, it's like if the only option was, God. I mean if you think about the eightfold path, like if there's only the way and you all you know is the way, it's impossible to stray. But as soon as you take that bite of forbidden fruit and know that you could be doing every other thing, going off in every other different direction, then you're tempted. What is, what could it be like if I go over there or what could it be like if I go over here and do this or do that or do nothing? But that's another episode that we're starting right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, we can, if you're in it,
0: <laughs> That's I mean, that's, I was also thinking when you said that about when you're fully conscious and you're all the things that you are at your core, I wonder what parts of your brain are activated. If I think of, for myself, watching mindless YouTube videos or something, what my brain looks like, or what my brain activity is, so in those moments compared to when I'm fully, when I feel fully aligned. I mean, it's a feeling that you can only describe that I can only describe personally, probably. But this is in studies of people who are practiced meditators, um, practitioners of meditation. Um, or religious, and they do studies of what does your brain look like when you are fully present or fully conscious in this semi-altered state of consciousness in in deep meditation or reflection contemplation. I wonder if there are any studies that look at people who are in a activated state but aligned with what th- their thing is because if you're if you're you mean a, like flow state basically like if you're a devout religious then when you're in deep contemplation or prayer you know if you're if you're a mystic and you are that journey into yourself in meditation if you document that if you take someone who's not an experienced practitioner of meditation and try to look at their brain while it's while they're meditating if they're not used to getting into that deep of a level of contemplation it might not look the same but i wonder if you took someone you. Wh- who's you know if you took um uh, a artist who does pottery and you took a brain scan of them throwing during cl- clay or putting on glaze or something. do they reach that th- are the is, same does brain it look does it look is there any comparable part that's activated in the same, same way as when people are fully, you know, they're doing something that is aligned with who they are. Okay. One goal in life. Then you actually have to, you'd have to know that that's what your, you'd have to know or believe that that is what you are called to do in life. Because you could also take the scans of someone who is really good at something, but is really conflicted and doesn't know if that's actually what they want to be doing. (laughs) And then if you try to, I mean, there's so many conflating factors. I think that's something that's interesting about neuroimaging that, um that i haven't done a lot of research on is how does someone's own interpretation of where they are affect what their brain scans look like
1: i took a a class when i was in copenhagen i took two i I took many classes
0: (laughs) i was a student
1: (laughs) yeah that would that would that would add up Um, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just talk about all the classes because they're all medically related, except for one, which was Danish language and culture, because love learning about other people's cultures. I just think it's sick because I always sit here and go, what's considered normal? Like, like my family, you know, I think of my family dynamic and I go, is this normal? And I would only compare it to American families. And I go, oh, we're not normal. But then I compare it to Filipino families, and I go, wait. Well, oh, yeah, wait. This is how you guys have done it your whole life. And it's like this, and I realize it's like, yes, there is objective truth. I'm not saying that relativism is true. There is objective truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just don't know what it is most of the time. But it, it, did I? we talked about the false, consen- the false consensus effect, right? At I think so. At some point. Where you think that it's something that everybody agrees it with, yeah, yeah, yeah. but re- but then everyone does it this way, right? And, and then you say it then, out loud, and it was like,
0: it was like, nope, I've you, never done it like that. You drink you, you, you drink
1: don't... soup with a fork. I thought we all did that, <laughs> you know. And I, it it probably happens more than we realize, but it's like, yeah, we we can't just assume that that. I, I think it stresses me out, and I'm completely getting sidetracked about my Danish classes. I'll get back to it. I promise. <laughs> but it 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 always stresses me out. When I when one of my friends is, I guess, venting towards me and they're expressing this sort of disapproval of one of their friends, let's say, and they go, just like, if it were you, like, wouldn't you have done something completely different? Or if it were you, like, doesn't it, isn't it common sense to do it that way? And I go, and I, I'll default sometimes and I'll go, yeah, oh my gosh, that does, that is totally common sense. But it's like, if they didn't, they didn't learn that how would they know to do that we can't just assume that everybody is going to treat people the way they would if they didn't if they weren't raised in the same way right and now i'm getting into you know the less understood mental illnesses
0: and also maybe well and like cultural competence cultural competency yeah and understanding someone with a different entire system and familial structure and language can inform it And the traditions of regions can inform it. Religions can inform it. Ethnicities, races can all geography can all inform the way that someone approaches the world.
1: Yeah. And then I also think of the, the people on the autism spectrum or, Mm -hmm. you know, the ones, the people that we generalize as unable to read social cues or understand certain things or, or that, If they have like misophonia, and now this is just anyone with misophonia, not just the, not just. What's misophonia? It's when I think it's like certain noises hurt. It grates on your head. And it's not just that you're sensitive to it. Oh, that that person's sensitive to loud noises. It's like, no, it it really hurts them. Like it it actually, they can't really take it. But, or hmm, what's a better way to sum this up? neurotypical versus neurodivergent um you know those phrases right Mm -hmm. and i i actually really like those phrases because it says neurotypical rather than like neuro
0: normal normal.
1: (laughs) because it's like yeah it's i guess it's typical for the majority of people but it doesn't mean that it is like objectively right. Does that make sense? Like just because it's been this way for this many years, doesn't mean that this is right and everything else is a wrong abnormality. You were nodding your head.
0: Yeah, well, I, it makes me think a lot. This is something that I'm interested to discuss with a lot of my fellow students and um, professors or doctors, physicians, I'm not sure, everyone in med school. Um, you know, I think in me- in the field of medicine, The idea of typical or abnormal, I mean, normal, abnormal, I think often the, the antonym people would think of normal, normal, abnormal, um, and the interplay of recognizing different individuals, validity as people, and then saying, you know, what is disease? like what what are things that are standard that are standard across humans or are generally standard across humans because eventually you have to you have to try to draw some conclusions about someone, otherwise you can't even i mean you could never decide on a protocol to you know if if someone's sick, then do this I mean you take everything into account, but um you know most people have five fingers on each hand, most people have two eyes most people have one nose. Those are things that are generally seen across the human species. Um and I think that you know it gets it starts getting into what your perspective, you know, are you a more of a biologist or more of a kind of spiritual student? You know, what, what how are you viewing humans? Are you viewing humans as animals? Um I mean, I think it's important to remember that humans only became humans because of a really, really weird primate that decided they were going to go all in on big brain
1: uh, <laughs> and compromise everything else. Compromise everything else, and hope for the best.
0: And 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 it worked. And they, I mean, cash moneyed. Yeah, I think that's that's rec- Well, I guess it worked. We'll see. We're in. The, it's easy for us right <laughs> now to be like, "Oh, it worked. <laughs> we're, we're the, in the pro- best." <laughs> that's very very anthropocentric. I yeah. Mean, I mean, <laughs> It's very egotistical of us. Yeah, we'll see in a hundred thousand years, you know, what's left. <laughs> Yo, people look at animals, evolutionary biologists who look at animals and say that is the stupidest adaptation that they could have ever come up with. When primates develop big brains, they crack the code. And human intelligence is the single most important adaptation in all of evolutionary history. Meanwhile, we're still in history. You <laughs> just like, remove the present moment from from all of the course of history. <laughs> nice. It worked. Yes. He, I mean, I that that's something I never it. even reflected on me saying. I mean, that's something I thought about, you know, the, the developing intelligence as the
1: as the de facto greatest thing that could have ever happened.
0: I mean, based I I definitely think that's that's been a a belief that I've held unchecked until right now. <laughs> well,
1: uh, I, I mean, I think there's some. I I I think you'll find that that's not as flimsy of a belief as you think it is. Because
0: no, 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 I don't think it's completely flimsy. But I just recognize there's some uh some silliness in saying oh, it's the single most important one of all time. <laughs> when you As have- if all time <laughs> doesn't incorporate everything that's in the future from now. Like, we don't know. yeah, <laughs> It could have been a huge, huge, huge mistake <laughs> leading to the destruction of the entire planet Earth. Like, um, how cool is it of us to assume that we are the pinnacle? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 that must be evolutionary, too. Probably. Well, point. I
1: think so. The belief that we are the greatest pushes us to keep on Well, I think that that could also be
0: tied with religion in a lot of ways, depending on your religious tradition.
1: Elaborate.
0: Having a soul, not having a soul. Do you believe that only humans have souls? Do you believe that all things are imbued with God or divine spirit, the power of the universe? Are humans different in some way? Are we just like those fish that make the patterns in the sand you know are we building our own anthills are we in the cave with the projector <laughs> nice <laughs> nice reference that one is different that nice is different. reference that one is different
1: <laughs> jeez putting
0: out your uh, your your studiousness i i, I saw <laughs> someone who i think it was a someone reposted a tweet but it was someone who said tiktok convinced me to put a projector of a window in my room (laughs) and the the comment on the tweet the reply said plato is both crying throwing up and rolling in his grave right now is is that plato i think so the cave That's, yeah, that's what, that's what the tweets, I'm not sure if that's, that's correct. Philosophers and PLS majors. Allegory of the cave
1: is Plato's cave. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, But I just, life imitates everything that can be imitated.
1: (laughs) Now I'm reading about the allegory of the cave even more.
0: This is turning into an episode of Selfish Learning.
1: The philosopher is like a prisoner who is freed from the cave and comes to understand that the shadows on the wall are actually not reality at all. Ooh, geez, Wikipedia, to understand that the shadows on the wall are actually not reality at all. Geez, who wrote this? Is freaking bars. <laughs> A philosopher aims to understand and perceive the higher levels of reality. However, the other inmates of the cave do not even desire to leave their prison, for they know no better
0: life. So... But it's it's reflecting on whose path you're walking. Yeah. <laughs> Who set up the cave in the first... Is someone benefiting from you sitting in the cave? If all you know is your own life... Have you ever considered a different perspective granted at a certain point you're going to reach the end of your life and you will have had a perspective during your life.
1: And that's why science fiction is so crazy because people are literally inventing things that don't, that don't exist in the idea that, that we move forward (laughs) In life, I just think it's so cool. We we don't we don't know what the world's gonna look like, even in twenty years, ten years, especially because of how fast everything is moving nowadays. Think about COVID. Yeah, no, I yeah, just derailed everything in a single year. But I, you know, when you or when you think about the history of the United States, two hundred years, three hundred years ish, um, but really only like fifty years. That well, way less than that, 1960s, civil rights movement. No, yeah, fifty years since like
0: 60. 50, sixty. Well, sixty,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's only been sixty years since MLK Jr. and and the fight for civil rights. And so isn't it crazy to think that certain groups of people have only experienced
0: Since that section of the civil rights movement.
1: Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no. The civil rights movement's done. It's over. Like, we, reached, <laughs> just to... we reached the pinnacle.
0: Sometimes I over, I over nitpick and.
1: No, I, it's good. It, it, one, it'll save me from the future if someone goes just thinks the civil rights movement is 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 said and done, and that was the only part of it. It like
0: there was also struggles for civil rights before the '60s. Yeah,
1: and there are still after.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. I don't know. I don't know what wave we're in now. But they have a bunch of names. But Mm -hmm. it's just crazy to think that some people have had freedom like that um, philosopher in Socrates' Plato's Cave. Plato. um, For generations and generations and generations. Some people are like the other prisoners who just, they don't have the freedom to even think. Of a different kind of life. So it's just. It is.
0: I don't know how we got here. As you would say. Though. It's also iterative. Because in looking at someone else and saying. You're in the cave and you don't even care about leaving. You yourself. Could be looking at the cave wall. In somebody else's cave. And at a certain point, you just got to decide, you know what? Someone spin that track so we can boogie in this cave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm in That's it. That's about about joy. Like,
1: I'm in it. Might as well make the most of it.
0: That's when Inception came out and everyone always used to say, <laughs> what if it's all a dream, man? Then so. What if we're in a dream? Then let's have it be the best freaking dream in the, dream in the world. Doing, even if it's not. Yeah, someone was like, but
1: Jethro, what if we're all just in a test tube in somebody's, in somebody's like, lab? And I'm like, then let's freaking make it the best test tube in the freaking world. Come on. Like, wh- why does it matter? Why would we change what we're doing? Because we can't
0: see outside Same of it. Of simulations, when people talk about simulations, you know, it's like probably.
1: Thank you all for listening each week. It would mean a lot to us if you left a rating and review, as well as recommend the podcast to people you know. Your feedback helps us improve, allowing more people to find this podcast and muse along with us. If our conversation gave something to you, maybe it will give something to someone else. It sure gives something to us. See you all next time.